Yeah, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Yeah, go right ahead, bro. And I can't ask my kids to follow God, and I can't stand up and tell people to follow God, and I can't stand up and do it myself. Oh, this is the last thing I want to do this morning, but I know I heard Brother Ethan say the other night, when you ask God for something, be careful what you ask Him for. And I begged Him all week to give me something to do, because I just felt cold as a cucumber, and I needed something to do. And he gave it to me this morning. But, uh, and it's very, very simple scripture. But I'm going to be in Genesis chapter 1 where I'm going to start. I'm not even going to read. But I've had five facts on my heart. And these are five facts. And I promise you, they will never be faltered. And my number one fact is there is a God and He is real. And that has just run all over me for the last two weeks. I used that a couple of weeks ago at a church and I, he, he wasn't letting me be satisfied with it. But in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And there is a God and He is real. And if that right there is not enough fact for you, I, don't, I, don't, I can't give you nothing else. But I'm going to go to chapter 2. Thus the heavens and the earth were finished and all the host of them. And on the seventh day, God had ended His work, which He had made, and He had rested on the seventh day. And from all His work, which He had made, and God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it He had rested from all His work, which God created and made. And I feel like that seventh day, God sanctified it. And we started coming to church because it's become a habit. We started coming to church just because it's what we think we need to do. And we forgot that today is a sanctified day. God set this day aside for a special day for us to come before and for us to worship Him and raise His name. But I'm going to go down to the third chapter now. And this, sinner friends, I just want you to listen. The sin began a long time ago. And it's just, uh, the messages that I've heard all week this week, it's just one thing after another. And he put this on my heart this morning, and I've just about exploded. But the devil, he is, he makes things look real good, don't he? He can make them look real good, real easy. And on Sunday mornings, there's a whole lot of things we could be doing besides getting up and coming to church, ain't it? Because I'm just telling you, there's a couple nights this week, if it hadn't been for my wife, I probably wouldn't have been here. And that's just that's a sad fact, but it's just a fact. And I know God works mysterious ways, and He sends people into your life to do things. And I know for a fact He sent me mine because I don't know of anybody else that I've ever been around that could have put up with me after I told my calling to preach. But at the beginning of chapter three, it says, "Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord has made." And He said unto the woman, "Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden." And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. And he put a thought on me there, and it's just I'm just relating this to something else, but I thought all week, and then this come to me today. Sinner friends, 
when you're before you're lost, you start getting a little older. You start out real young, and you're covered under what's called the atoning blood. And when you get a little older, and you start coming to church, and you really start paying attention, you start getting a little bit of that fruit. And once you've got a little taste of that fruit, and you realize you're lost, you're lost, and there's nothing, there's no other way that you're not going to be lost until you turn it to God and you get it right. But uh, the serpent has a certain way, certain way that he makes the zeal of things. He has a certain zeal about him. He makes these things look so good. And if there's somebody here today that's think you've got it, pray about it right now. What, there's no, I don't know why you're waiting because right now is the time. Like over in Romans it says, now is not the time of sleep. Now is high time. Right now is the time. But it's just like here. God told them, don't eat of the fruit. That tree is bad. Don't eat of it. Because when you eat of it, you shall surely die. And he wasn't talking about a physical death, but that's where they became separated. But if you've been saved or you don't know, because I can tell you right now, when I told my calling to preach, the devil moved in immediately. God told them right here, the tree was bad and the devil moved in immediately. Didn't he? he told them, it's not bad. The tree's good. It'll, it'll make you like God's. And it says it right there plainly in the Scripture. But he can move in just as quick as God moves on the scene. The devil's there to turn around and say, no, that's not what he meant. That's not what he meant. When I got saved, I was right here at Mount Juliet Church. I had been going for three years. And I prayed, and I made every deal there ever was. I said, God, please save me. Take my mama. Take my daddy. Take this. Take that. If you'll do this, if I get, I'll do it if you'll just save me. I'll do this if you just save me. I'll do whatever you want me to do if you'll just save me. But the moment that I got it, I got to a point where I said, I don't know what else to do. I've given, I don't know what else. I don't know what else I can do. I've done it all. I don't know what else I could give you. And just like that, when I got my heart just right, when I knew, when he knew that I was ready and willing to give him everything that I'd ever had, everything I would ever have, and I was his and all his, he, that was it. And it wasn't nothing. When I, I was going to the altar, I said, when I get saved, I'm going to get up, I'm going to shout all over the house. I don't care. I'm going to shout. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. But when I got it, I got up right there and I turned around to my mom and all I could do was shake my head and say, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I got it. And it's just a sweet, sweet piece. But I never shouted. But when I didn't get up shouting, I got from there and I went right over there and sat down. And before I made it to that seat, the devil said, that wasn't it. Don't you remember what you said you was going to do when you got it? And lost friends, I just want you to know, lost and saved alike. If God gives you something to do, trust me, I sat right there since we started singing this morning and said, no, that's not what he's wanting me to do. I know it's not what he's wanting me to do. But if I left here today and hadn't come up here, I don't know how the rest of my day would have went. Because I learned a long time ago when she was pregnant with my son, God called me to preach. I said, God, if you would just please keep her safe, keep a baby healthy, I'll do whatever it takes. And it was right there almost at my exit in Nashville. He said, carry my word. And I run from that for a long time. I run from it for three years before I stood up and did it. But I heard it said last night, if God gives you something to do, if God's called you to preach, preach. If God's called you to sing, sing. If He calls you to stand up, tell your testimony, stand up and tell it. Because I've heard the things, if I'm too busy to do this, 
I can't do that. I ain't got time to go do this. Well, let me just tell you something. If you're too busy to do God's work, just remember that God can take everything you've ever had and He can take it just like that because there's not a thing on this earth that we've got since our eyes have opened into this world that we've deserved. We'll never deserve none of it. And for a man to stand up on a cross and give everything he's ever had for you and I, you can't tell me you don't have time to stand up and say, thank you, Lord, today. Because we think today's a hard day. I'm having a bad day. If you woke up this morning and took a breath, your blessings have already begun. It's hard to do God's work sometimes. And I've heard it said this week. And I fail God on a daily basis. He's asked me to do this and I've kind of turned away from it. But eventually I'll do them. But I heard it said this week that working in God's house, this is an easy place to do God's work. And I've even used it before. I remember when I was little, we used to come in the house, Mama used to make me take my shoes off. Because we've been outside playing, Daddy's been outside working. But when you get up and get ready to leave the church today, don't take your work boots off. Leave them on and take them out in the world and use them today. That's all God's got on him. But if I didn't come up here and do it, he'd have torn me all to pieces today. I know it wasn't much, but I thank you for letting me stand.